Hello, everyone. This is the Easy Allies Podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman, and joining us this week, Bradley Ellis. Howdy. Daniel Bloodworth. Hello. Brandon Jones. How are you? And Ian Hink. Ma'am. <laughs> we got it. Good. Howdy. It's time to play Recruit Me. This is where patrons of Easy Allies submit RPG characters to join our party. This is submitted from Rammer. Submitted by Rammer. I am a small elf who escaped the evil clutches of Santa Claus, who once regarded me as his best combat elf. Too real. (laughs) I have incredible speed and agility for instant takedowns, but unfortunately I have a mark on my head created by my former master Santa, which he can use to control me to do his evil bidding. It becomes stronger the closer he is to me, but (laughs) I have so far successfully fought his attempts to bring me back to his lair. My name is Yippy. Would you have me join this party? No. No, this guy's bad vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I don't have no, anything no. to do with this. I'm sorry. Yippy is asking for help right now. I'm sorry, Yippy. Oh, You're barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> Yippy. I just I don't like introducing Santa into the narrative. I don't like the fact that Santa exists in this world. No, I now. don't want Santa yeah. existing in this world. It's too late. Like yeah, Santa, it's too late. Whether Yippy lives or dies, Santa is part of the canon. Cause, cause cause and he's Santa, fat. Yeah, this is not only his combat elf, it's his best combat elf. Yes. Mm-hmm. So there's like a whole wing of combat elves, I guess. And he like brands. What on earth them? would he need those for? I think there are only 15 combat elves. Okay. So okay. it's not a whole wing. He's just got a bunch of combat elves. I mean, is this like this is like Reindeer Academy uh, side yeah. lore, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's going off that. Yeah. And while I want yeah. to see Reindeer Academy, I don't want to live in Reindeer Academy. <laughs> this know? is so different. He's a liability. Okay. I don't want him around. This sounds to me like there are, yeah. there are zero yeses. Nah. Zero. Nah. Is this nah. the first unanimous? This is the hardest out I've ever seen <laughs> yeah. anybody. Well, his name's Yippy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, no thanks. I was like, it's, it's, it's like almost, we're almost over Thanksgiving. It's almost part of the holiday season. Like, I was really feeling this one. I thought we had to take her. Okay. We too will soon. S- too soon. <laughs> yeah. We will see if Yippy survives at the end of this podcast. Oh, dear. For now, it's time for corrections. Begin corrections music, please. Oh, uh, more corrections about first, second, and third world countries. Sometimes I'm breezing through comments and not really ingesting them as much as I should. So let's get this straight. Okay. Uh, Those designations started in the Cold War after World War II. Okay. Uh, First world countries, uh, NATO. Uh, Second world countries, communist bloc. Third world countries, still neither of those two things. You know, we're out of this. Um... So that's as they started. Is is it was more like not about economic strength, but uh, just politically. This mm-hmm. these are the three different groups of this planet, and obviously those meanings don't mean too much today. Uh, and I do believe that first world country, third world country is more of an economic statement today as opposed to a political one, a political designation. Uh, but yeah, we got to get the roots right. We got to know why they said first world, second world, third world. Uh, it's because we didn't want the communists to be first world. It's like, not nah, you're second, bud. Sorry. Uh, Crackdown 3 developers confirmed that the bulk of development time was spent making the cloud destruction work. Okay. I'll take their word for it. <laughs> we, we had a lot of guesses okay. last week, blood. Like, uh, it could have been this. It could have been that. Here's the thing. I don't know if they nailed it, you know? Oh, it better be amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, if, if you're going to like, feel comfortable enough to say that publicly. Yes. Oh boy! Right. That building better fall like nothing I've ever seen before. And it does. I don't think it does fall like nothing you've ever seen before. You know? We'll see. We'll see in like gameplay. I think yeah. it'll be interesting to watch on Twitch. You I think that's what we need more than Leo anything. Jones. I need you to compare Just Cause Four. Okay. And Crackdown. All right. 
see which one thing, comes out on top. Just Cause 4, I feel like, presented spectacle at E3. I feel like it, it successfully sure. showed off something that's like, well, you know what? I haven't seen this. The tornado is insane. And then just the debris that rotates around the tornado. And you're it's, it's you're in that yourself. Crackdown 3 needs that. Have we seen Crackdown 3 in the day? <laughs> I don't know if there is a day. I think we I have. don't remember it. I, yeah. uh, the trailers get very uh, fast cuts during the E3 ones, the two I've seen. Is it Crackdown uh, 1 on Game Pass now? I'm yes. to go grab that. Oh, it's, and it's like free. Yeah. That was one of the announcements. Crackdown 1, free. Oh, it's just, yeah. It's just, I just want to get it. Terry Crews from E3. Was he yeah. E3? Yeah, and he was also at the That's uh, all I remember XO from it. Dude. Yeah. No, they, they had some gameplay moments. I, I remember like explosions, like maybe a robot it's suit. a lot more vehicle stuff. Yeah. I think. Okay. Um, uh, the Game Awards Game of the Year nominees were in alphabetical order because the official title is Marvel's Spider-Man. Correct. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. The it three- is on our site, too. Sorry? We have it Marvel's on front of it, too. On our site? Yeah. What do you mean? We don't have the website. We do. We absolutely do. <laughs> <laughs> Go no, check out easyallies.com for our schedule in your time zone. Like, I just, I'm so used to saying that, blood, and I don't even, like, think about it. Yeah. Uh, and well, we also have the reviews that you can sort through by, uh... You can sort by who wrote them, and you can sort by the score, and you can oh, see all the scores. It's actually stuff. a really cool function. That's page. actually that, that's, that's a good resource. Yeah, we blood. I never sell it that way, and I think that's actually good. Yeah, well, and uh, all the scripts are there too, so you can actually read through the script. Like, if you're afraid of visual spoilers, you can go there and just read the review. Yeah, cool. and like some people just don't like Jones's voice. Blood's here to sell it. Yeah, let's get it up. <laughs> uh, last correction. Oh, uh, last week we talked about the GS ball more in, in Pokemon, and I said, oh, well, we don't never got that in the U.S. Turns out the 3DS version, the virtual console re-release of Pokemon Crystal, had the GS ball in it. Ooh. And I oh. was like, get out of town. I'm reading this comment, flip open my 3DS, and I go and I get that ball for myself. Nice. It's real. It's nice, real. dude. Yep. Yes. And you like you take it to the Pokeball guy, and he's like, "Whoa, this is a GS ball!" And so you give it to him. He's like, "I gotta look at this. It's gonna take me a day. Come back in 24 hours. That's already cool." So 24 hours real time because Gold and Silver oh, had wow. a real real clock. Oh. Um, so you come back to him, and he's like, "You're never gonna believe this. This is a GS ball. I gotta hand it back to you. You might want to check out Elex Forest." I'm like, "Okay." Um, what's weird is he disappears. Um, and then immediately talk to his granddaughter, and she's like, I miss my grandfather. Oh, anyway, whoa. you go to Elex Forest, and for the first time in the entire game, the trees are moving. The forest is reacting to the GS ball. Wow. And so it's just like the trees are shaking, the bushes are shaking, and you go up to the little, uh, the, the, um, the, what's it called? Like it, it's a tiny thing that would appear in a temple, the shrine. Uh, you go up to the shrine, you put the GS ball in it, and Celebi shows up, flies in from the top of the screen, and then you get to catch it. That's amazing. It was really cool. Cool, man. I like that you also had a crystal safe ready to go on your 3DS. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, in progress. Yep. Nice. Uh, completed. It was like a 100%er, you know? And correction music, music please. Uh, love that. That was probably... Yeah, that's really cool, man. ...most helpful correction of all time. If you can beat it, please do. But, man, sometimes reading all the comments really does you some good. Uh, we have... Oh, before we even get to news, we have a really exciting update, and you know I love updates. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about Rainbow Six Siege, changing a couple of textures, a couple of the w- things in a map. For China, right? For, for China, for the global yeah. version. Today, Ubisoft said, we're not doing that anymore. Ooh, Whoa. nice. Yes, they said we're reverting the changes. Uh, 
Uh, their apology is kind of fun. Uh, we have been following the conversation with our community closely over the past couple of weeks, alongside regular discussions with our internal Ubisoft team, and we want to ensure that the experience for all our players, especially those that have been with us from the beginning, remains as true to the original artistic intent as possible. <laughs> no, you did this because you were review bombed. You did this because uh, people were outraged. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the the artistic intent was there the whole time, so, and so like it's so hard to be on this podcast and tell people not to review bomb when it works. Mm-hmm. It's just another sure. case of it working. I also think I don't know if you said this or if somebody messaged to me on social media, but like my understanding of how the reviews are structured that way are was off. Like you're the people oh, yeah. are signing it's, it's it just, a score. It's just a thumbs it's just up, thumbs, thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs down. Yeah, yeah. Like, I apologize if I said a lot of things that were off yeah. off base because uh, I didn't know what I was talking about. But like Metacritic doesn't check. Steam absolutely is like checking your thing, but like a Metacritic user score, you could review bomb and yeah. they're not going to check. Okay. Um uh so yeah, that, that was kind of interesting. They said that because of this, uh there might be delays and new versions coming out and instability as our testing and debug times are shortened. I guess because there will be two different versions of the games that you're going to have to uh, uh, certify every time there's a new build. Hmm. But I think it was, it's the right thing to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. It was the thing that won't make people mad. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Just a couple of weeks. Crazy. Yeah. So, hey, keep review bombing. <laughs> I was going to say, no, we were wrong, you know? <laughs> so to, funny. You know, yeah. Real hard to mount an argument keep there. Review yeah. bombing. Keep review bombing. Keep review Like, what? Like, what can I tell you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what can right. I possibly say? It just, it gets results. Like, why? Yeah. yeah. There's nothing, there's no other thing to say. <laughs> it's funny. Someone, a developer reached out to me on Twitter uh, who, who had a smaller game and was review bombed uh, just because for, I don't know, more like politicized reasons, I guess. So, like, sometimes it's not for any reason other than just right. blasting a thing. You Did know? this person write to you because we, we're supporting review bombs on this podcast? Yeah. Oh, I feel bad then. Yeah. Obviously, that's, I think that's way different. I mean, I just think it's like, it's like anything, right? Like, it's a tool that can be wielded for good or evil, you know? Yes. Yeah, 100% that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess for me, it's just like, that's not the purpose of the review. So, it's like, I, I'm curious if... If people had sent feedback through all the other ways and not done that, you know, what, is that really what the tipping point is? Or is it just the impression we get because it's hugely visible, you know? Yeah, right. Cause, and we talked about, you know, the, the Sony and the PlayStation 4 and Fortnite and going multi-platform. That, that obviously wasn't review bombed, but there was pressure from social media and every, like, you know... Every place that people talk on the internet, they were mad about right. that thing. I mean, even Nintendo and Microsoft were... Yeah, taking Put, jabs at yeah. them. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you're right. They totally were. Uh, and so, yeah, there are other avenues, and other avenues totally work. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's weird. You don't know if that's a direct result, but I totally think it is. I don't think it was the internal talks with the community about artistic intent. You know, it was outrage. And they're mm-hmm. like, how do we stop the outrage? Cool though. Uh, this week's news. It's weird. There's a certain weird order because all these things are so intrinsically tied to each other, these new things. Let's start, I guess, chronologically with what what dropped last week. We learned that Sony, Hmm. the kings of E3, Uh, will not be at E3 2019. They announced that, yeah. It's crazy, man. They're not going to be there. This is insanity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to hear their their excuse? Here's what they said. Yeah. 
As the industry evolves, Sony Interactive Entertainment continues to look for inventive opportunities to engage the community. Uh, this is this is their statement. I guess they gave this one to Game Informer, but probably others, but I pulled it from Game Informer. Thank you, Game Informer. PlayStation fans mean the world to us, and we always want to innovate, think differently, and experiment with new ways to delight gamers. As a result, we have decided not to participate in E3 in 2019. We are exploring new and familiar ways to engage our community in 2019 and can't wait to share our plans with you. You know what? The first thing that came to my mind with this was what is E3 charging these people? Like, because EA oh, got so out. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Sony's getting out. I would not be surprised if Sony just does a direct and starts doing that. Because really, like, why, why wouldn't you? Kind of, to a certain extent. Yeah, it's like almost, they're already having preview events for but everything. They're not going to be on the show floor at all, right? Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, is like they're not even. And I got Brad. Let's talk about this. The the show floor. This is what I was stunned by. It's like because I think a lot of people's immediate reaction was like, well, they're just going to show the same three games from last year. They mm-hmm. won't have a cool show. It's like, yeah, but the demos would be sick. Yeah, you get to actually play them. People this time. Be playing Last of Us Part Two on the show floor. That like the Ghost Tsushima, all that. Yes. but I think those are both games that they don't want people to do that. Like, it's just super story-heavy games mm. with a lot of spoiler potential. You know, it, they don't I, want the public just walking up to E3. Like, I really wonder how much the the, the E3 going public is influencing this. Blood. Turns out, huge. So yeah. I gotta give a shout-out to Ebo Show, who, in love and respect, grabbed this quote. And it's like, yeah, we're gonna talk about this anyway, but that's actually... I, I totally forgot this happened. So, PSX last year... Uh, do you remember that was the, the couch... Yeah, uh, yeah, Greg yeah. Miller was interviewing people. He had Sean Layden on the couch, who said some really interesting things about E3 that at the time didn't I didn't register with me. But you got to hear what he said. It, it's like it totally makes sense what's happening right now. Um, so Sean Layden said, "I thought I'll be honest with you guys. I think the ESA sold fifteen thousand consumer tickets for that, and it really brought the crowd to the edge of pain. And I won't bore you guys with the details around that." But if you're going to design a trade show or a consumer show, those are two different beasts. Mm-hmm. E3 is like the middle of a highway. It's going to get hit by cars on both sides, and it's got to choose a lane to be in. Sean Layden clearly doesn't like E3. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I totally forgot that. Crazy. Yeah. Yes. Because here's the thing. The the lines are, are nuts now. Yeah. And with PlayStation, like you got to do the app appointment thing. And, of course, the Wi-Fi sucks in, in the convention center. So it's just a, a gigantic pain in the butt unless you're behind closed doors. But then even that is kind of limited because all the space has to be for the lines. Like you look at like the Sony and Nintendo booths the past couple of years, all, all the space has been for the lines. And Microsoft has like gotten out of the convention center altogether and gone down to the Microsoft Theater yep. down you know down the street. It's it's it- really kind of made everything a mess because. Just two or three years ago, you could walk in that Sony booth and you could find some indie developer that didn't have any line whatsoever and just walk up and play a game that you'd never heard of before. Yeah. And now it's like just gigantic lines for like theater It's like if you don't have an appointment, you're not playing anything or you're waiting all day to play one game. Right. Yes. Pretty much. Microsoft like, was on the floor last year, right? No. They, no, they were in the Microsoft Theater, which counted as sort of the floor, but because of the baggage restrictions and oh, weirdness, yeah. it was really kind of difficult to let, even know that like that was an option. It, I, it was like the way EA does. EA has right. their own No, stuff. I mean, they were still officially part of E3. Oh, I didn't know but that. they were just in a different building. Yeah, that's funny. 
walking it was walking distance from the convention center. I guess yeah. it kind of makes yeah. sense. Uh, this is crazy though yeah, because for so long, basically since E3 was called E3, and even before that when it was the Consumer Electronics Show, uh, uh, Sony's been at E3. Yeah. Sony's been huge at E3. Sony cared about E3, won many E3s, lost many E3s. I think last year losing E3 is definitely a factor in this as well. I think Sean Layden didn't like reading the tweets that came after last year's E3. They I think put that- on a terrible show. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was an expensive, terrible show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you guys. Yeah, go ahead. Quick. If we, let's say two years ago, uh-huh. when they that's when they made public tickets, right? Yeah. Um, if, if, if the ESA had put out a tweet or like a, a straw poll that had said, <laughs> that had said, okay, everybody, Pick A or B. We're going to make E3 public, but Sony, Microsoft, and EA won't be in it. Or it's going to stay how it is, and Sony, Microsoft, and EA will be in it, and no public access. Which do you think would have won? Are you? Are we voting, or who's voting? Like, everybody. The populace. Not the, popul- not the industry. I mean, the populace would have yeah, voted to go to E3. Right. Even though it's, like, crappy E3? Yeah, because the thing is, you like the press conferences. You like two days of solid press conferences. Uh, I just think for the ESA, they're making this convention, right? They're doing E3 every year. I think they had to to survive, do the public thing. Yeah. But it's right. Sean Layden's right. It kind of ruined it. it, mm-hmm. it is, it's got to be one or the other. And when it's both at the same time, it's not functioning correctly. Well, I don't think it necessarily has to be one or the other. But uh, the way it's designed is not working out and and i know i'm not the only person that suggested this but like the way gamescom is set up and tokyo game show to some degree is just way better because you've got like days for the press Mm. and the industry to be there and then you've got the weekend where it's just crazy and a lot of people in the industry leave town when the public walks in a lot of people just leave gamescom and do not go back and 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 that's fine because then all that's left are those public booths and and people can can party or whatever and and i just don't understand i know there's a lot less space at e3 to accommodate all of that but i don't understand why they don't go for that kind of model where they just add an extra day give the industry some time to actually do what they're there to do get everybody hyped and then public comes in and takes it over yeah i don't know it's it's so weird because there was even like last year some of those like comic-con stores you know what i mean where they just sell like a bundle of like mystery boxes yeah like it became it's becoming very consumer i think that's the way for it to survive become more like comic-con uh it's just a bummer that you know i think sony is wisely backing out of this jones i'm curious how you feel about this from uh PR opportunity, not even PR, a, a promotional opportunity, a marketing opportunity. Do you think E3 is not worth it? For who? That's I think for that's Sony. The, I for think that's somebody big like Sony. Sure, yeah, I, I think Sony can survive without E3. They're gonna be fine. Like I, I think they've learned a lot about. They've experimented a lot with their live events in recent, mm-hmm. you know, uh, recent recent years. Like when PSX first came out, it was huge, but like they've had some misses with how they present themselves at those shows. And it's funny, like how much we made fun of the couch stuff, but like so many cool quotes came out of that interview. Turns out, you know, yeah. like so many things. The, we got the we got casual profile names, yeah. and that, you know, like so it, it was interesting, and and I I think. They can afford to experiment. They're they're right at the cusp of a whole new generation and the whole new product. And so, like, I think they're really saving all of their 
pennies for like when that's going to happen yeah. so that they can promote it the way they want to. Uh, it's fascinating to get this announcement so far out, closer to last E3 than the next one, you mm-hmm. know, and so really shows you, I mean, obviously they're, um, different companies have different fiscal years, but it's like you're, they're approaching 2019, and so, you know, before they hit January, I'm sure they want to, like, make this decision. It is weird for them to say this. What is a weird trust issue is for them to back out of E3 with nothing else. Yes. You know, to kind of be like, yeah, we're experimenting with stuff, you know, so I guess, like, uh-huh. when they announce that later, when, you know, in February or March or whatever, they're like, hey, boom, here's... You know, our, P- our PS5, you know, launch event or PSX, we're going to do it now, you know, and not at the end of the year, not in December. I think they're totally fine. I just, what's interesting about E3 is that, like, for me, what, what sucks about the whole thing kind of dismantling everybody, like, bailing and, you know, we're going to do our own thing over here. EA is like, we're going to be 10 minutes away and Xbox, like, we're going to be not our own 10 minutes and, away, dude. That's yeah, like I wish. 45 yeah. drive. And, um, really? It's, it should be 10 dude, minutes away. <laughs> it's, it, you can, like, see it. It's like, yeah. it's not that far, but it's just LA, just driving in LA sucks. Is one thing that always frustrates me, and I'll, I'll always say this, is that, like, when the Oscars happen, it's just the world watches, you know, when it's, like, the Olympics yes. happen, like, everybody freaks yeah. out. And, like, That's every, three, man. every entertainment business has at least one event, sometimes many more, that, like, everybody just freaks out, and, like, you got to know about it. And, like, people, even in 2017, just didn't really care about it. Even 2018, just like, oh, three, whatever. It's like, oh, did you hear, like, are they, what was it? Nintendo announced something, and I saw some report that said it was wrong or something. It was like, oh, they got a new fighting game. We're talking about Smash, and you're just like, it's not a new fighting game. It's like, it's a franchise established or something. There's some headline I saw like the LA Times. It was like, wrong. Oh, gotcha, you're gotcha. wrong. Yeah. Like all oh, the people sure. you have there, you know, yeah. like one person that's actually like interested in this. And so it's like, what what is it going to take for us to have that event that everyone shows up to? There's a huge deal every year. Is that going to happen? Is 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 the gaming industry so different that like it's just too new and and it's it's too quick to adapt to trends? Whereas I'm sure there's a lot of people in the business who are like I hate the Oscars. There's a lot of things that are probably mm-hmm. kind of stuck in the rut of of how they're used to producing those things, and uh, and so it makes sense. But what makes me feel bad is like even when you were like, oh, it's just gonna be like a crappier E3. Like I guess that's PAX. You know, it's like like if I was a a if I was somebody like. Um, I remember seeing like war gaming there one year, but I'm trying to think just like like not a, like a smaller indie, not like like a two three man team that you would see at PAX, but like a smaller developer, Devolver. You know, it's like yeah, like they're doing Silver, they're yeah. doing really yeah, they're doing really interesting things, and like they just might be shut out. Like we might just get to a point where like like oh we're just not doing E3 anymore, but like we'll have our own events, and like you have these kind of mid tier publishers like we can't afford to do that. Like we need to have this event where all you guys come into the same city. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we can't yeah. afford to fly you out for a preview event. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's, it's just great to put all our eggs in this basket and show up when it's party time. Right. And we all kind of fight for attention, and that's fine. And we know we're going to be C, D, E tier and whatever, you know, just as long as we have eyeballs and we can have meetings with people because they flew out on their own dime because there was a lot going on. Yeah. yeah. And, like, if we don't have that event, like, I don't know what replaces that. Right. And so, that's... So, Brad, my next question mm. is, do you think it would be poor form if Sony has a direct during E3? If they have a direct? Yeah, if they have their own video. They don't have a press conference. They're not on the show floor, but they still put out a video around E3. That's like shots at E3. It would be, right? I'm fine with it. Whatever. I mean, that's basically what EA does. That's that's my assumption for what they're going to do. I kind of, I I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Well, they've said that they're not having a conference. Oh, they have said con- no right. conference. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, but that's very specific language. Like, yeah. I would not be surprised well, if they did a direct. That's not and the exact language. Yeah, I don't remember. The they said language. conference, no conference. I, okay. I wouldn't be surprised if they did a direct a and a video. bunch of d- demos that you can yeah. download. 
Oh man, right? Like at home. Like why not? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I honestly think that you know, like we're talking a lot about E3 evolving and all the stuff and Sean Lady hate, hating it, but I really think that realistically this is probably a a one year break more than anything. You think 2020 they'll be back? Yeah, I think they'll absolutely up, yeah. be back. Probably, I think yeah. that we're in this weird part of their cycle where it's the like end. they've got Ghost of Tsushima and they've got Last, Last of Us 2 yeah. and they're like are we going to spend millions of dollars to bring these two games to E3 right. and then try to fill it in with some extra VR things like, you know, they've been doing and and, I, and it's it's not early enough for them to show off PlayStation 5 and everything they have cooking for it. Yeah. And that's I just the end. I, that's a good I point. think that's really what it comes down to is it's the timing of when PS5 products are going to be ready is not going to line up with E3 and when they want <sighs> to bring stuff to the public. Yeah. I think maybe if it wasn't a public show, they would be okay with bringing what they have yeah. to the industry. It sounds like just a lot of things building up. Like a lot of things like public and like Blood said not being able to show everything yet. And they're just like, you know what? This year it's not worth it, I guess. Yeah, and so I think that's a lot of... A, a, what a lot of people are inferring is that the inevitable PlayStation 5 mm-hmm. may have been a, another factor in this decision. Sure, yeah. And so I kind of want to talk about that because, yeah, that, that was like a lot of people are like, oh, so PS5 2020, they just don't want it. It'd be a weird time to announce it. Um, and there was a rumor that came out this week that I won't talk too much because I'm not sure I believe it. I'm not sure it's too credible uh, that uh, the PS5 will be announced in 2019. And, you mm-hmm. know, it got picked up around, th- about around places. But then uh, Jason Schreier of Kotaku published an article. I, I need to give you the headline. Sources. The PlayStation 5 is still a ways off. And so uh, in, in this... Uh, Jason Schreier said, I've been talking to developers all the time, which we totally believe because he clearly does. Uh, I think he said dozens. I've spoken to dozens of game developers across a variety of disciplines and studios about the next generation of consoles. Of those, two people said that they were directly familiar with plans for Sony's new console. Those two, pe- uh, those two people both told me that the next PlayStation is unlikely to release in 2019, let alone 2018. Although they were careful to be clear that the plans have always been shifting. So, um, wrote an entire article basically about like, it's not 2019, everybody like, don't mm-hmm. get your hopes up for that. The dev kits are not widely spread. Not a lot of people have those, not like more people would know about it at this point if it was going to be 2019. And so basically right. an entire, well, article, if it was going like, to be 2019, then they would be ready to show that stuff at E3. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when it was launched in 2013, it was announced in February. February. Show it up at E3. Another event, I think, after that, and then launch. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That that ruled. Yeah, and I think yeah, like another thing that we see, and again, how E3 changing everything, is anytime we would have new hardware, they would have those glass cases and everything to like show it off. Have the like. Press Trailer, photos. And everything. They still have those. You'd you'd never be able to get to it if you're like a photojournalist. You'd have like they'd have to have another separate room <laughs> for people to take photos of the freaking things. Yeah. Uh, and even when it was an industry event, there was always problems with people doing stupid crap with that with that hardware. What are you but talking about? Back in uh, 2000, was it 2000 or 2001? I think it was 2001. Uh, somebody snipped like wire cutter, snipped the GameCube controller. <laughs> And took it home? And then went and put it on eBay like a bunch, big dummy. Oh, and then got busted. Yeah. 
That's so funny. Is it the one with the big red start button? Like it was the the proto GameCube one? No, it, it was like the final design of oh, the okay. GameCube controller. But like it was out there for people to play mm -hmm. for the first time in the U.S. And somebody's like, beep, I'm taking this with me. And then was promptly arrested. <laughs> yep, got him. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, uh, I think it's just the void. There's a Go void, ahead. right? There's this giant black hole that's just amassing around Sony in 2019, where it's like, we've seen all the new games, you have no mm -hmm. new announcements, no E3, no PSX, no events announced. Like, we're all, it just seems like Sony, like, knows we're all waiting, and, like, that's where they want us to just all be freaking out about. That's what's, like. No, no release date for Dreams, like. That's what's crazy to yeah. me, is, like, they mm -hmm. actually, they have plenty announced, plenty coming. Uh, this lineup with with Death Stranding, with Ghosts of Tsushima, with uh, The Last of Us Part Two, with Dreams, Days Gone, Gone. Days Gone. Well, Days Gone, Days we have a hard release really date yeah. for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, but absolutely, but. yeah. Like 2019 looks awesome. 2019 looks incredible. Like it looks like it's going to be the best year Sony's ever had. And so it's so weird to me to be like, yeah, I get why they're cooling off. It's like, what? This is when you go hard. <laughs> You're going to have the best year of your life. Of that console's life is going to be 2019. Unless they just don't think they need to. What do you mean? Like. I think there's a possibility that they just think they've already won and don't need to waste the money. Like, why why spend advertising money if you know everyone's already in? Yeah, you know? and I mean, part of that's true. I, obviously, advertising, you have to spend to stay up, yeah, to yeah, stay yeah. relevant. And they will with commercials and everything. But but I think it's possible to overspend at E3 yeah, where yeah. you can get a better return on investment just having yeah. your own events. Yeah. I just think for a couple of years in this gen, they had this really nice roller coaster, this mild roller coaster up and down of going from announcements to release to announcements to release, like going from events to like lulls and, and news about Sony, and then it would pick back up around another event, and it's just dipping, 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 dipping. You know, it's just like slowly building up to like something's going to happen, and I don't know what it is, and I'm just nervous that whenever that happens, Sony's not going to meet expectations or... Or or they'll have some announcement about the PlayStation Five. But it'll be kind of confusing, and we don't really have a date around it or something. Or I just hope that they handle it correctly because it, it would make sense to me that like they take that PSX money, take that E3 money, put it all into PS5 marketing, just all into this new console. Because like you were saying, but you got to like, market those four games, Jones. Unless you're considering I, yeah, them a part well, of, of your PS5 yeah, budget, yeah, yeah. But, but I like, just you have the hugest games of the year. Like that's crazy to me to not yeah, advertise those. I just games. think so many people own PS4s. I think you can do that. You don't need to do that at an event. Like mm -hmm. you don't need to have us press people like tell you Ghost of Tsushima is pretty. It's I just think well they're gonna do that anyways. Yeah, at some point. Mm -hmm. But I, I think they can have their own preview events and they don't necessarily need to get, yeah. show up at these big it's things. True. But uh, and I'm on blood side that by 2020 they'll probably be back in that mix because it'll be a new gen and. All right, so we'll I have need, a lot of new projects. Uh, I need to know where the panel Horizon Horizon Two is going to be at. That that's the big thing I'm waiting for. When they, whenever they announce PS Five, it's like Horizon Two. Horizon Two, right Final there. Fantasy Seven remake, that Avengers game. Like, there's already that Harry Potter game. Like, there's already so many sick games that we're aware of that are coming. You know, like. Yeah. Oof. Uh, <laughs> Spider Man's getting a sequel. Spider Man's oh, getting a sequel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but that's two. 2022. At least two sequels. Like, to me, like, the, the next gen consoles will just have the sickest launch, right? Like, yeah. it's just, we, there won't be that problem that we had yeah, with the Xbox PS4. just gonna launch. got like Halo or something right off the bat. It's gonna, yeah, just gonna come out. Uh, <laughs> but I need to know where the panel stands on console releases. Oh, like if it has like to time. come out? Yeah, when, when it's going to come out. When we're gonna, I when it'll be, be announced, when it's coming out, I, I want to know where you stand. Wouldn't be surprised if it's early 2020, like Switch. Yeah, that, that's kind of what makes the most sense. Yeah, mm -hmm. I feel like we're getting there. We'll talk about it a little when we talk about the NPDs and like console sales and everything. I feel like you're getting as much as you can out of the PS4 right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm still 2019. 
Even really? after I love all it. this. Wow. I love it. Even after Jason Schreier doing everything he can to say, Kyle, give up hope for 2019. <laughs> I'm still 2019. I love it, Kyle. Yeah. Spring 2020, I think. Yeah. Dreams doesn't even have a release date, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and PSVR is is doing really, really well. Like, I think, right, like, I think we were just saying, like, Beat Saber just came out today, and it's yeah, just dude. like, there's oh, like, okay. I saw everyone, everyone tweeting about it. I was it's, like, What's it's just nice because a lot of people are like, yeah, I'm just kind of waiting for that killer rap. Like, we're past it. We, we, you know, it's, it's, it's Astrobot. It's, 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 it's Astrobot. It's, it's Moss. It's like, yeah. they ha- it's Tetris Effect. Like, they have, like, dude, yeah. there are these games that, like, you know, they, they, they did it. Super it's great. There's hot. stuff that you can only, yeah, super hot. Sure. Even like Invisible hours this year just I, i'm so glad that's on psvr now it's like stuff that like you you are doing yourself a disservice to not play this in vr um so you know i just think they're yeah i, I think they're curious if they can just kind of coast like kick back and yeah and just let the console do its thing <laughs> it, it would be weird to me yeah and so obviously yeah it, it's not like sony's gonna be in a under a rock for all of 2019 yeah. oh blood when do you think the console's coming out yeah i agree i think yeah early 2020 is so nobody thinks likely. fall 2020 I mean, I think fall is possible, but I think that to me, it, I mean, I don't know if this will be more likely or not, but to me, it makes more sense to be earlier in the year mm-hmm. because they're, they're going to sell out no matter what. So why sell out and then like have all these people upset at Christmas? Mm. Yeah, but I mean, that's what's worked. PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, you know, GameCube, uh, uh, you know, all those Xboxes, those are all, all fall releases, right? Sure. But then I guess Switch really turned that up, and like t- Switch has had a, had a great first year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I truly, I'm with, I'm with you, Blood. I don't think it matters anymore. I think you can totally launch in March and have a great console launch. Yeah. I feel like that's with games too now. It's yeah. more like, so than ever. What yes, builds dude. more hype for Sony, a mild E3 or no E3? You know, like just the mystique. <laughs> Whoa, they're not even. Yeah, they want angry. us to start sweating it because you're right. Yeah. We just we have too many answers right now. Yeah. We know too many games too and we're all games. gonna be sick. Yeah. You know, we're not even nervous. Pump for them all. Yeah, it's like great third party games coming out too. Don't yeah. make cry. Kingdom Hearts three and Monday Sekiro night's gonna be out. so weird. Yeah, it's gonna be like well. See you tomorrow. Okay, bye, 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 right. <laughs> and it's kind of right. It's kind of like taking Assassin's Creed taking a year off. You know. Yeah. yeah. It's that kind of thing where maybe the the longing creates more hype. Ian, did you have a guess? Do you think when when do you think it's happening? PlayStation Five. Yeah, I mean, just because in the past they've always done holiday, like, but the timing is weird because there are rumors now and they're going to want to, it's going to depend on when Xbox mm-hmm. One, Two comes out also. Yeah. Middle 2020, probably. Yeah. Early cool. to middle. Yeah. I also think, I also think like, this is back a second, but like, I, to me, I think everybody's going to do directs eventually because like. It was the same thing when we were at Viacom and they would do like burger bashes every month. And I was just like, just pay us all more. <laughs> yeah. Why are you wasting money on this? Tell, tell everyone what a burger bash is. A burger bash is when they would get in and out trucks to come into the dr- parking lot and waste three hours of a day. And we also couldn't park. And you couldn't park there. I think it was more than three hours, too, because it was like the but event dude, runs for three hours, but, but everybody yeah. took the rest of the day off. It was right. basically yeah. a half day with free cheeseburgers. Such a funny analogy. Because yes. everyone, everyone gets wasted, and it's just like... Oh, because there's like, beer, too. Yes. Right, yeah, yeah, there's beer. And it's just like, why waste millions of dollars on a press conference when really the only reason to do a press conference is to have people there? The one that blows my mind is when Bethesda ran a video that was an hour long and had people just there to watch it, which is <laughs> insane to me. It's like, yeah. why did you spend money on a giant stadium or whatever a theater to show people a movie just I, I think they improved it. on that last year too well, well they, they improved on it slightly stuff yeah, around yeah but see. like yeah. that's uh, like 
it's an advertisement. Mm-hmm. Spend twenty or thirty grand on a direct. I don't know the prices. I'm just spitballing. Instead of like four million or whatever on a. I mean, obviously, I don't know the pricing, but like, it's just crazy to me. It's it's like it's almost really? like it almost makes me like mad. I'm like, you're wasting your money. Stop being dumb. Well, like, part of it's being a like one of one of the gang, the prestige, right? But one I think that's boys. that's dying. I think e- I think I think they're all mad at the ESA for being too expensive and for not working the way they want it to. And it's like they're already going to PAX, like they go to Gamescom, whatever, like various publishers. Yeah. And it's like E3 is out outmoding itself, kind of. It's like they're. There are too many shows that are similar to it now, so they don't need to give it that that prestige sure. anymore. Um, yeah, I want to I want to go back to uh, uh, next console launches because we had another sweet rumor that came out this week. Mm. Um, even a report, maybe I shouldn't even call it a rumor. Um, from from Therot, who when I say like Xbox Scarlet, uh, that was the website that first had those rumors, and that's where all, that all uh, that all comes from. Um, they were reporting that in 2019 there will be a version of the Xbox One that does not include a disk drive. Yeah. A digital only Xbox One in 2019. I believe it. Yeah, exactly. It sounds super it. feasible. Yeah. Uh, really interesting part of that. Uh, this is straight from Therat. Uh, in addition to the new console, there will be a disc to digital program that, as the name states, turns your physical games into digital downloads. The idea is you take your disc to a participating retailer like the Microsoft Store and trade in your disc for a digital download. <laughs> That sounds Hell like a nightmare, no, dude. No. Going to the store with like a huge stack. This yeah. is that's the end right there. Yeah. You trade in your physical games for digital codes. Here's like that's your code. it. We're all done at that point. Like <laughs> we we basically should all have disc-free consoles. I can't believe that. And and I, obviously I can. Obviously I, I believe this will occur We're in 2019. Closer to do it. Yes. Yeah. I mean it's funny because I have I have what three computers at my house mm-hmm. and none of them have disc drives. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. At all. Yeah, mine doesn't either. Do you own Blu-rays? Do you own, like, TV shows and movies? I do. I downsized a lot. I, like, threw away all the cases, put them in folders, and, like, only keep the nice ones or the weird rare ones. Yeah, I kind of think, like, all physical media is just going to get tired. I think we're just going to get sure. tired of it. It should, well, kind of. It's, yeah, it's bad CDs, for the man. earth. Yep. <laughs> and this seems like a weird Xbox thing to do. They love doing weird Stuff like that. Well, just, I mean, just, un, just weird, unpredictable, consumer-focused yes. quality of life type stuff. I do think, yeah, right. Because obviously so they always want to present like the option. in the wheelhouse, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's an adaptation of what their original vision for the Xbox One was. Yeah. I and mean, it sounds very similar to that when you talk about yeah. participating real to Like, the, like what the, uh, the idea originally was that, like, the disc would just sort of be a check-in. And then, yep. like, once you put the disc in once... It. Yeah, then you wouldn't have to after that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I still very much prefer to have the physical option. There are definitely games that I prefer to, do, like you know, even saying have like that fancy edition or just the physical version, even if it's not fancy, uh, just to have in, in uh, on my shelf. And I know there are a lot of other people that, uh, would you know, it makes it easier to preserve the games for sure. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, it's it's getting weird. Um, and, uh, but I think that in terms of making a slimmer or cheaper version of the console, that totally makes sense. Oh, it'll be much less expensive to produce. Mm-hmm. Uh, the article mentions that it'll probably be around $200. Uh, so I'm just curious, are they going to beef up the hard drive space with that? 
For sure, right? You'll yeah. need more hard drive space. You would have to. <laughs> it's got to be like two terabytes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure if the article mentioned hard drive space. I should have read more looking for that detail in particular. But yeah, it's got to. I feel mm-hmm. like it's got to. But I mean, at $200, I don't think you're getting a huge hard drive. Right. I don't know if it's going to be probably two terabytes. terabytes. Yeah, it's probably yeah, a terabyte. It's funny, like... It's Microsoft. Microsoft was just a gen early with all their stuff they wanted to do, and now probably the Xbox One, Two, or whatever, Scarlet will have, will just be all the crazy stuff they wanted the One to be, you know. And then all the stuff about streaming and basically just having like a Roku that you stick into a thing and play games off it because that's what they want because it's way cheaper for them. That'll be the third one, you know, next time. Yeah, it's just everything they they need to. They need to plant the seeds of the crazy future ideas a gen early so that by the time we get to it, we're like, of course, this was genius. They thought of it a long time ago, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, a mandatory connect was part of their original vision, too. Right, oh, <laughs> yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah, it's like, I, I don't know if we'll have online check-ins like they originally planned. But yeah, yeah. obviously, you know. People this, hate that. <laughs> this is the way that things are going, um, clearly. Uh, I do think, though, uh, the article states, at next Xbox 2020 solidified sure uh Mm. this kind of makes me believe that uh it's interesting i mean 2013 was really cool when january came out we had no idea when the next xbox or when the next playstation would be announced but because of something sony had said earlier we were all presuming xbox would announce first basically sony's saying like we're not in a rush we're not going to do something soon uh and then just in february just dropped it immediately PlayStation four this year i was like what yeah, <laughs> dropped it. And so I don't. I I think like hey, like there's precedent for it being wild and crazy and unexpected. Um, but I mean they clearly bounce off each other. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, Xbox will be looking at PlayStation. PlayStation will be looking at Xbox. Jason Schreier even mentioned that kind of thing happening in his article. Like they. they uh, yeah. So much of PlayStation strategy was just riffing on the stuff that xbox got wrong so mm-hmm. yes <laughs> it's really a risk to go first yeah yeah and what's also interesting that i like this is something that developers are really good at is just like well xbox is giving us eight gigabytes of ram you know what i mean that kind of thing where like developers are like well the console would be a little nicer if it had a little more of this and so it's that kind of thing where there are some powerful developers out there who are well aware of what the next Xbox and next PlayStation are mm-hmm. having, and they communicate their desires with the people de- uh, developing the consoles. Uh, and so, yeah, it, I don't know, man. I don't like the thing is, <clears throat> I don't think that leap is going to be difficult. I don't think it's like here's your PS5 dev kits, here's your Xbox Scarlet dev kits. Learn everything you can. All oh, this is going to take months. It won't. Mm-hmm. I think with these two con- new consoles in particular. It, it may be a little, you know, take, 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 I don't want to say it. It'll be more streamlined than ever. Probably. It will be more streamlined than ever, which is the like most from three to, to say. PS3 to 4. Huge, like, yeah. It, so much easier. PS2 to PS3 is like, what? What is, yeah, what cell is this? Processor. Thing? <laughs> it's going to take a year to learn this. And so I, it's not going to be that anymore. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it'll be a crazy turnaround. I, I feel like you can announce and drop mm-hmm. a console faster than ever. And the stack of games I'm bringing into the store, it's just Xbox One games, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we think there would maybe even be a limit on that. Like, no, well, they might not consider no, they some just, games. Yeah, you're just trading your games in. Okay. What are they even? They're just, I guess they'll sell them out of the store. But yeah, I guess think they also just want you to not have those games anymore. They want you to be like they want to incentivize as much as possible you getting into right. this discless ecosystem. Get with the tags. yeah, and yeah. You look at Games Pass too. Like yeah, every Huge. first party game at launch. Yeah, that's all part of the Xbox deal. I mean they. They all want to just be Netflix. They don't want. Yeah. They don't want us to own anything. They just want us to subscribe. Yeah. yeah. 
Do you think what was the thing in the fifties or whenever the gas wars when like is that what it was called when gas stations would cross the street from each other like oh the prices yeah price and like there was some collusion like they would say like oh let's all just raise our prices and then no one can whatever and I think it's illegal or whatever do you think that Sony and Microsoft do that kind of stuff where they're like look if you come out over here we can do you think they communicate with each other in that way like is there I don't. Highly doubtful. Yeah. I, I think it, I think it's mostly based off developer needs. I think developers say, You're look, probably we, right. we yeah. know you want, like developers have wants that can't be met and Sony has wants that can't be met. And I think consoles are born out of that uh, 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 negotiation, basically. Um, yeah, yeah. And so I think they kind of come to similar conclusions. Uh, obviously, Xbox last generation said, like, they said it out loud, power is not the most necessary, most important part of this console they made a bad judgment yeah. there pull a 180 um, on that yeah and so yeah I, I i imagine they'll be very similar in this next generation like I, <laughs> I, my guess is xbox will be most powerful again i actually don't think that playstation will have the most powerful console at launch um mm-hmm. but that's just blind guessing i don't know you like it, <laughs> sounds like it's podcast halftime the following are the official sponsors of easy allies for the month of november Beaten Down Brian. Sweet Justice, a sound design company from the southern shores of the UK. They've worked on some of the biggest AAA titles, the most refreshing indie titles, and collaborated with the best development teams in the world. Mango. Will Schmuck, who wants to remind you to watch Box Peak and Tabletop Escapades. El Thanis. Hogue Law, business law firm. Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. Hogue Law brings more than a decade of experience forming and funding companies, negotiating contracts, and everything in between. At Hogue Law, it's always business law time. Check them out at hoeglaw.com or on Twitter at Hogue Law. Y2Kyle89 iKeyless. iKeyless.com is proud to sponsor Easy Allies. If you need a replacement car key or remote, use offer code EZA at checkout for free shipping and 30% off of your order. And our mega sponsor! What is Jigarbov Productions? I'd like to call out I'd like to call us a small indie studio using Minecraft as the engine for making our own fully featured games like this battle arena. It's fully customizable, features many game modes, and even a story to provide context to the world. Or this space adventure. You're stranded on an unknown planet with the task to create your ship to get back to your homeworld. You'll face off against the local life or dangerous aliens protecting the ship parts while exploring the unknown. How about a roguelike? Here you find yourself in a randomly generated dungeon doing puzzles, collecting equipment to upgrade your abilities to improve traversal and more, all the while discovering the secret of the dungeon and why you're here. Not your style? In Papercraft Adventure, we took inspiration from paper cutouts and smashed them into Minecraft. You're thrust into an hours-long journey to collect all the star stickers in imaginative worlds set in a giant classroom. If you're bored of the typical Minecraft play, check out Jigarbov Productions on the Minecraft Marketplace. You'll find a lot more than you expected. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. Thank I'm you. proud of Jigarbot. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because previously, Jigar Bob's like, my job's stupid. I'm like, you know, like, just make stupid Minecraft. Like, just to, like, be proud of yourself. This is obviously yeah. a problem I have all the time of just like, nah, my stuff's stupid. Just don't even look at it. You know what I mean? Uh, and so just to be out there, just like selling your stuff hard and like making a case for it, I appreciate it. That's and cool. seeing it. Delicious oh. B roll. Finally got to see a lot yeah. of that stuff. If you're a listener, you're missing some B roll. Yeah. yeah. And we got uh, slots open for December. If you jump in by the end of the month, you can be a sponsor. Jones will say anything. You write, well, not anything. <laughs> Jones will support you. Yes. Yes. You will uh, negotiate with Jones what he will say. Correct. <laughs> uh, <laughs> NPDs Yay. launched today. I love some fresh <laughs> NPDs. Yeah. That's so exciting. Uh, I like NPDs. <laughs> these are the October 2018 Ooh. NPDs. These are the video game sales in the United States. Uh, uh, what do you think is number one? Red Dead. Oh, yeah. yeah. I hope so. It's not. Was it GTA? No. <laughs> Another Call of Duty? It's Call of Duty. Wow. Oof, nice. Killing it. Wait, it came out early in October? It did. So okay. Call of Duty came out October 12th. Red Dead came out October 26th. 26th. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. So Call of Duty actually beat Red Dead. Uh, you know, obviously had you know, that two-week uh, bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty interesting, though. Yeah. Still killing it. Still killing it. Um, I have some interesting facts about both of those, so let's go into them. And again, please follow Matt Piscatella, who works for NPD. Twitter account's amazing, just tweets out really cool factoids all day long um, on NPD days. And also non-NPD days, when I kind of want to get into one other thing. Um, Okay, so Call of Duty Black Ops 4 instantly became the best-selling game of the year. Boom! (laughs) Instant. Just, okay, best-selling game of the year. Still got it. Uh, And if you look at the past 12 months... Is number two behind Call of Duty World War II. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Call of Duty man. sells like crazy. Yep. And I think it's so interesting if you look at the podcast we've had this year when we first had to talk about Call of Duty not having a campaign. Yeah. It's a huge blow to right. me. Right? Yeah. Uh, and to where we are today, where, you know, it's Battle Royale mode is doing well. I think it's, a, I think the Battle Royale mode is a big reason why it's oh, still competing. Oh, of course. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that did really well for it. The beta was exciting. People got into this new kind of Battle Royale. Call of Duty style of Battle Royale, I should say, as opposed to new kind. Um, that's pretty crazy to me. Yeah. Immediately the best selling game of the year. Far Cry 5, you had a lot of months. Sorry, bud. You know, just like, <laughs> sorry, God of War. Sorry, Spider-Man. I'll take it from here. Well. See you never again on the top. Uh, Red Dead might topple it, right? Because Red Dead was only out for nine days. Uh, but yeah, just like Call of Duty is yeah, still nuts. Call of Duty is what that means. Still crushing it. Yeah. Uh, eighth best launch of any game in history for, of NPD history. Uh, and wow. I, I want to see the other. I want to see the Damn. others. Um, but yeah, that is uh, that's pretty crazy. Um, I just feel like we're at that point of the generation. So yeah, we talk about like the the announcements tapering off and things, but there's these final few years of a generation where everything sells like crazy. Right. Everyone, yeah. so many systems yes. out there, so and a lot of people are, yeah. are scared to hop into the next gen because it's like, well, the the install base, the last gen, you know, and just like it's going to be tough. Like there's always a transition. You have to do it mm-hmm. to keep things going to keep the cycle moving. You have to make that transition. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's just it was a crazy October just in terms of total sales. Uh, for everybody, um, what do you think is number three? October Mario it's Party. October. It's a game that launched early October. 
I believe it showed up last month uh, because of like early release stuff. Oh yeah. Oh. Assassin's Creed. It's Assassin's yeah. Creed blood. Assassin's Creed number three. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is doing well yeah. nice. for itself. Yeah. It's not a failure. It's not like disappointing. It's there. It's still selling. There you go. Came out a good time. Did it? I think so. Before early October. Else. Yeah. Well, clearly it came out a good time. Clearly it came out uh-huh. a good time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's got enough muscle to yeah. push its way through, no matter where it is. Mm-hmm. Um. Next up, we I heard it. Oh no, we no, I didn't hear this one. NBA Two K Nineteen was number four. Okay, mm. that game always sells well. Yeah, yeah keep sports going, games, dude. dude. Yeah, uh, that game came out in September and yes, it's still showing up big on October. Uh, I heard Super Mario Party, and that's number five. Nice. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Um, Switch baby. That's higher than I thought. Yeah. yeah, and so remember that was uh, that was also a tick in last month's. We got a little bit of Super Mario Party because it was on October fifth, and I think last month went to October sixth. For instance, uh, this one actually the the counting starts on October seventh. So right, Super Mario Party was part of last month's NPDs, and so for it to be a rank there, and again, Nintendo games no digital sales counted. So retail Super Mario Party number six on the top ten of October. Wow, it's pretty good. Yes, yeah. um, I think it was third best Mario Party selling Mario Party game uh, okay. in that first month, and so obviously it'll have legs. It'll probably sell more. It's probably going to be the best selling Mario Party game. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Or I don't know, maybe one of the Wii ones will still beat it. But yeah, <laughs> it's among the best. Super Mario Party is is just like sorry Super Mario Party 5, you know what I mean? It's just like sorry dudes, the the Switch is so popular that these games are just all going to sell the best. It's pretty crazy. I wonder if you can guess number 6. This is another October release. And we were a little worried about it. October. Mhm. Worried about it. Yep. It's a game Ian's really good at. What? We had a tournament then. Soul, Soul Calibur? Calibur? Yes. Oh. Soul Calibur 6, number 6. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Pretty cool. Uh, third best launch for a Soul Calibur game, <laughs> uh, which makes me think I got the Mario Party uh, fact wrong. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Soul Calibur 6, uh, number 6. All right. How fitting. How good. fitting. Uh, it's pretty good. It's hard to say, right? It beca- What's like your expectations? When you're, when you're in between these games, obviously you're not going to be number one or number two when like, you know, Red Dead and Call of Duty are up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's hard to say if that was enough. It's because... Uh, uh, but, I mean, for a fighting game, when the series hasn't been around for a while, yeah. I, yeah, I think it's really good. I guess what was scary, Blood, is Bandai Namco said, if this game doesn't sell well, franchise is over. <laughs> oh, really? They yeah. just came out and said that? Yeah. Well, hopefully that's well enough. I, yeah, I mean, me too. Exactly. I think I think it should. Be. I feel like that's with every fighting game franchise now. It kind I just of is, feel man. like that every time. Yeah, they're all on the line. Yeah. It feels like, except for Smash Bros. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it does well every time. It does. It's you know best ever. Uh, number seven, FIFA nineteen, hanging in there. Sports. Yeah, sports. <laughs> uh, number eight, pretty big drop for a big September release. Spider-Man? Yep, Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Number eight. is uh, uh, So it launched September 7th, so obviously it did really well in September. Huge, huge, yeah. huge. And then in October, we're at number eight. Uh, Madden, number nine. Number 10, WWE. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Uh, and that so was a weird one because we had the Woo edition accounted oh, for yeah. like last, last time. And I think the Woo edition did better than 10, didn't it? Or is this back-to-back 10s? Man, I should have brought up last month's. Um, number 11... Another huge October release that was actually accounted in September uh, because it came out early, early October. 
Forza? Yes. Okay. Nice blood. Yep. Forza Horizon 4 is number 11. So, yeah, it was clearly, like, split right in the middle of sales, right? Uh, it's tough to be... It's tough to be at the beginning or end of a month uh, in rank NPD rankings. Number 12 is a new October release that I don't know if anyone can guess. It, it's it's like it's like this is a big game. You know what I mean? Probably has a pretty big budget. The publisher cares about this game. Uh, a storied franchise. These games come out sometimes twice a year, but definitely there's one Yakuza? game a year. No. Ugh. Just Dance. Mm-mm. Fallout? No, not Mm-mm. twice a year. No, no we'll get to yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, WWE 2K19, is that what you're talking about? Was 12th last. Okay, so it, it moved up a little bit. Yeah. Thanks, Ian. MotoGP. <laughs> Great guess, but no. Lego DC Villains. Oh, Lego DC Super Villains. There you go. Uh, number 12. I almost thought it'd be higher than that. Oof, in this fall, though? I don't know. It's just like there aren't a lot of other, I guess, family options, you know, Jones? Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, counter-programming. You know, but uh, yeah. I wonder if that even exists anymore. Dude. I feel like nine-year-olds are playing Fortnite just like adults oh, are. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, yeah. It's Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm seeing Spider-Man. lots yeah, of right, kids Jones. playing yeah. Spider-Man, and, and I'm sure that's going to keep you're them right, busy like, for a while. You play a superhero game. It's like Lego DC supervillains or Spider-Man. Like, that, you're insane to pick the DC supervillains. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe eventually, but yeah, yeah. you're right. Those are, if you're playing a superhero game. Um, speaking of superhero games, I don't know if anyone, anyone can guess number 13. It is a superhero game. Prototype. It's back. Prototype's but. back. It's number 13. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm ready. My Hero 1's Justice. No uh, way. Really? Yes. yes. Wow. Came out uh, same day as Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh. Uh, had a tough thing. And so, honestly, I think that's pretty good for that game. Yeah, yeah. I do too. That one I th- did not think had a, a huge budget. And so, I think, hey, if you're showing yeah. up there. Nice job. Yeah. Anime games sell. Sometimes. Dude, all the time. That's what I'm learning from MPDs. Since we've started doing MPDs as a regular segment on the podcast. Diehard fan base. Yeah. Anime, if it's an anime game, it's going to sell. One Piece is going to sell. <laughs> I think one, whenever that One Piece game comes out, the open world One Piece game, I'm yeah. going to say top 20. I'll lock that in it, right now. I hope it's cool. Yeah. I wonder, uh, I wonder if One Piece, like, it came out up against one of the biggest games of the year, right? I wonder if that just has such a built-in audience that it would have sold the exact same number no matter when it came out. Like, everyone who's going to buy that bought it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and even the people who, like, they love My Hero Academia and they love Red Dead, they're buying both. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, They I, saved I, up. I get that. Uh, number 14 was a September release. Hanging in there. Uh, recently, its publisher said, hey, we're not making a lot of money. We got we to gotta reallocate some things. Uh this is, I'd say, a top 10 video game franchise that had a new release this year, a new I sequel. Shadow of the Tomb Raider? Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Oh. Yep, oh. it's uh, yeah, number 14. No. I was wondering about that. Um, sorry, were you worried about that? Is what I you was said? wondering. Oh, when it was going to pop in? I trying to offer that as a title, and it didn't seem to fit anything. Yeah, yeah, so Shadow of the Tomb Raider, it. yeah, it sank to 14, which isn't like, I don't know. So they're concerned about it again. They're definitely they were con- the last one, too. I think that franchise is about to take a little sleep. I think all three they were, actually. Yeah, that, that, that's about to take well, a Well, I think the first one they turned around on. Mm-hmm. They did. Yeah. They were initially disappointed, but then it sold. It kept selling. Yeah. The PC version came out. Yeah, eventually that one did really well. And they did, didn't they do like... What, more than one remaster or re-release of they did like the one? definitive edition yeah. one yeah well they Xbox on PS4. well before this uh set yeah they did uh some kind of the fancy hair version right yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 
So, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I think it's about to take a nap. I don't think Lara Croft will take a nap. I, I mean, like, you know, the, the Lara Croft Go, or is, is it Tomb Raider Go or T- Lara Croft Go? They did Lara Croft Go, okay. and, and I think they did a sequel to that as well. Um, and then they did the... Uh, the two-player co-op game? Yeah, the co-op yeah. game. Yeah, and whatever. so I, I bet we'll see more Lara Croft games, you know? But I, I expect, like, a big AAA budget tri- Tomb Raider game is going to fall because we, we got to make that yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy game, I'm right? just trying to figure out what they're going to do to really make that franchise pop because I just I feel like it's pretty well designed like they've got great visuals and everything going on there but the story's not doing it Mm -hmm. and there just doesn't seem to be anything that distinguishes one game from the next all that well yeah Uh, they need dinosaurs it's so simple it's so simple yeah it's so 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 simple it's like uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's like they're trying to be too grounded. Yes. It's part of the problem, in a right. way. Right. Yeah. It seems like they're trying to emulate four other games. They're trying to be Uncharted Horizon or something. Yeah, and it's just like... They just need to be themselves. Like, playing Weird. through Red Dead, sometimes I'm just, like, I'm pleased when it's willing to be a video game. It's like, thank you. You know what I mean? Like, people call it, like, a sim game. It's like, I don't know. Thank you for just showing me where that is. Thank you for just, like, not having to, like, unbutton your shirt or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, th- thank you for making something simple. Thank you for being a video game in many elements. Like, you know, Tomb Raider could be goofy. It could totally be goofy right. and be a success. Oh, so I also need to stop picking up feathers and hides and, like, that's just that stuff is not doing it for me in a Tomb Raider game it's weird because it works so well in horizon you're you're into i think harvesting sure. in horizon well it's because horizon you're in a huge open world tomb raider like not as much yeah you're like in spaces you go from space to space kind of thing sure yeah i'd rather i'd rather see a, a tomb raider that was more like the old one and then had like a more exploratory layout uh, kind of like a Metroidvania, like Dark Soulsy kind of thing, where the world is interconnected and you can explore, but you're yeah, you're not crafting or leveling up, but it's yeah. it's more about like exploration and like world and I mean, the Metroidvania game is abilities. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because I think that's the thing is just a lot of that extra gear and costumes and mm-hmm. all of that. It just doesn't. It just feels like it's weighing the game down. Or it's like, if you just yeah, had right, these spaces right, to right, explore, right. Mm-hmm. then it would be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like some of the crafting, like the gear, like doesn't really matter. Like yeah, the all these guns and things. Matter. Like, I don't care about matter. this gun. I don't care about improving this bow's, you know, draw speed, you know. Yeah, and even the skill tree wasn't that fun. But, I mean, hey, we're just, com- we're Dude, ragging on a game. Dinosaurs, that kept- man. That's yeah, it. Just, just had the dinos. Uh, <laughs> number 15. Totally right. Mario Kart 8, hanging in Still there. Still going. Yeah. I was going to ask you, where is that? Yeah, there's Mario Man. Kart. Uh, the other where is that is number 16. That's Grand Theft Auto 5. Yep. Hanging in there. Took a dip, though. Crushing Took it. a dip. Mm. Took a little dip. Uh, number 17, Super Mario Odyssey. Yay. Uh, 18, Diablo 3. What? Whoa. The Switch version. Oh, you're right. Switch. You're right. Yep. Nice. Is that it? Yeah. That yeah. right there is the power of the Switch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what we're saying. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, number 19, this is a Nintendo block, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Mm. And number twenty, right. NHL nineteen sports Ooh, games. Sports. Okay. Still going. Uh, that was super fun. Let me. There were a couple other like facts he pulled out that I think are really interesting. Um, NPDs are so funny because it, it really is just like the the mainstays are sports, feel good Nintendo stuff, and GTA Five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Call of Duty. Like if you yeah, and Call, and Call of Duty. Yeah. Like figure out how to combine those four things into one. Well, I don't know. I was, I was so so encouraged last year how well at the end of the year Mario and Zelda ended up doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cuz they don't do that well typically. 
Yeah. When like Sly Cooper made it on like an MPD when it came out, the PS3 version, <laughs> I was so pumped, That's dude. Funny, bro. I was like, yes, dude, people care about it. Never yeah. came back. No, I'm sorry, Sly. It's dead. Um. All right, so October 2018 unit sales of PlayStation 4 reached the highest mark of any PlayStation hardware platform in hmm. an October month since wow. the PlayStation 2 in October 2002. Wow. It's crazy. Whoa. It's been 16 years. Just selling. So that's, uh, yeah, we're talking unit sales there. PlayStation 4 hardware unit sales achieved an all-time October high for the platform, wow. while PS4 uh, dollar sales reached its highest point for an October month since October 2014. Oh. And that's where I want to talk about this for a sec, panel. Hmm. Pros. Pros. What? Oh, PS4 Pros? Yeah. yeah. They're making less dollar sales. Oh, they're making less. In 2014, it's like, hey, it's, it's, we're doing the best since 2014. It's like, hey, that was just four months ago, or four years ago. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, it's close to the launch of the PS4, obviously, just a year after. And so, even though the unit sales are highest since 2002... Dollar sales highest since 2014. Well, because there's a lot of cheaper ones, probably. Yeah. yeah. PS4 is getting cheaper and cheaper. Yeah. There's They're... like the base models or whatever, the slim ones. Yeah. They got this Black Friday deal for two, $200. Yeah. It's like with Spider-Man, right, or something? Yeah. It's crazy. Hmm. They're going to do great. It's going to sell great. Yeah. They have to keep the price on the PS4 going down. I don't know, man. I, I like it's time for PS5. I know. I'm ready. I was ready two years ago. Let's go. That's the crazy thing. I think you look at this a lot, and you're like, "Hey, it's selling record numbers. Like, why would they? Why would they trash the PS4 now? What's up? Oh, because you said this was the biggest October PlayStation's ever had since 2002. Yeah, October. So I got curious, and I went back and I looked what came out in October of 2002. Oh, this is some good fact checking. When you got Ian? So the whole first half of the month is kind of whatever. There's like some Shrek games, X Men, Next Dimension, Lord of the Rings stuff. And I'm kind of just like, what? Yeah. What is this? Blah blah blah. Guess what came out on October 27th, 2002 on the PS2? It has to be God of What? God of War three. Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Yeah. Yes. And then yeah, Doom two or not Doom two, but yeah, some other stuff. So it's a lot of licensed stuff, and like yeah, then. Yeah, you know, Vice or City Grand is a Star huge Rangers. turnaround for that franchise. Oh, I'm sorry, God, God of War is 2005. Obviously, you would say GTA 3 is, you know, the biggest shift, mm-hmm. but I think Vice City is, like, the biggest solidification. Just juggernaut. Yes. Like, this is the this big, is the huge one. deal. Yeah. Now. Would, you, would you agree with that, Jones? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, Vice City changed I everything, I feel like. I still feel 3 is, yeah, the huge... But I think a lot of, as far as like, especially the first month sales, like I remember when I first heard, you're like, how much I love that franchise and I love that company. When I first heard of GTA 3, I was like, what are you explaining to me right now? I don't understand this. What yeah. weirdo game are you talking about? And so by the time, like we all played 3 and then like, mm. you know, month after month after month, everyone was like, this is incredible. I can't stop playing this game. So everyone was on board for Vice City by the time that happened. Yeah. There was, no one was surprised by Vice City. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the uh, speaking protagonist, you know, that was uh, like actors we all knew, and they've since that was stepped away from that. But they definitely when, have. What year was three? Had to be two thousand one, right? I'm checking now. Yeah, and um, then I think San Andreas was a year after that. Yeah, three came out. Yeah. Release date was October twenty second, two thousand one, for Grand Theft Auto three. So a year. And then when Hopefully. is San Andreas? Uh, let me check. Like, they did pump those out so fast. Oh, my God, yeah. I can't imagine what that year was like. Mm-hmm. Just, like, from, from concept to development to just, like, the voice acting to S- the music. San Andreas was October 26th, 2004. Wow, Two they years. all come yeah. out in, Still in October. Yeah. Weird. San Andreas. We get, we get like, a Rockstar game of Gen now. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm like, glad there was at least two years there. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, that is a, it's to me, it's just a truly interesting thing. It's just like, I do realize they're actually making more money because it's because obviously it becomes cheaper and cheaper to develop the consoles. And so, you know, uh, $100 and 2014 bucks is not $100 and 2018 bucks. I do get that. Um, I don't know. I just thought that, that yeah. interesting, uh, about the difference between unit sales and dollar sales can be pretty huge. Um, last this Matt Piscatella tweeted this like earlier in the week. I just thought it was interesting. The NPD group reports that the PS4 DualShock 4 wireless controller black is the best-selling gamepad in U.S. history Whoa, dollar sales. Crazy. Whoa. 60 bucks. And I have a theory on this. Uh, uh, yeah, it's 60 bucks is an expensive controller. Um, it's also hard to d- duplicate. I think a lot of us throughout our entire lives bought some the cheaper versions shady cheaper oh, I had versions some of controllers shady and 64 controllers right? i avoided them like the plague like but from I, the early days wisely right but you know like a lot of our parents are hard to convince so oh, like, like oh this one's 20 dollars. it's the same thing just it's got get the same it. buttons yeah um and so i do i think it's you know it's everyone just wants the sony one I, I don't know if there is a mad cats version of the ps4 controller um they're definitely there's a lot there seems to be a lot more for the switch I don't think oh, third there's party as many yeah. third-party ones for the PS4. Yeah. At least they're not presented as well. I got yeah. a third-party one, dude, for Switch. Really? With the, with the D-pad Does on it. Does it do HD Rumble? Oh, it doesn't do HD Rumble. Right. You don't care. Yeah, okay. The Ori one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Want that D-pad. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's kind of interesting because also there's less incentive to buy new controllers than ever. Oh, yeah. There's fewer split-screen games, you know, and so I, I, I don't know. I don't know who's buying these, snatching up these controllers, yeah. making them so popular. People... That was the thing for me. Um like right away with the uh, GameCube and the Wii, like day one, like four controllers, like everything, like yeah. four controllers, four nunchucks, like the whole package of everything I could get. I think I even like made sure I had a classic controller at launch. Like I went all in on that. Oh yeah, man. And uh, yeah, I think Xbox, I didn't get another the Xbox one. Oh, yeah, the original Xbox, I got all four controllers, Right, too, yeah, that's Halo. great split-screen yeah, games, yeah. yes. Uh, but then, yeah, Xbox One, I didn't get a new controller until I got that EZA one with the, yeah. the design lab and or whatever. And that's some revenue, too. That's like an $80 controller, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder, part of me wonders, because the reason I buy additional controllers usually is with the built-in battery ones is just so I can have one charging while I'm playing the sure. other one. sure. So like I absolutely do the exact same thing. Right. Again. So like the motivation for buying controllers back in the day was I need to play couch co-op. Now it's I need to have at least two so I can always play. <laughs> right. So sad. Yeah. Because they have no incentive to have a good battery next generation. Yeah. No yeah, incentive. Kinda. They're gonna do the same well, like, mistake. Hubert buys one because he wants a fresh controller for a certain game. Oh man. I guess <laughs> I can really. He, he does do I that. He does it, do that. Yeah. I totally get it. Like I get it. Yeah. But uh, it is interesting that Sony never followed Microsoft's lead with those custom controllers, yeah. which are so pretty and awesome. And I, I never spent money on them, but like I was always jelly when, when you got yours. I kind of expected them to. Yeah, that's they're weird. A lot that of money, dude. I mean, yeah. I mean, even not, not going get another one. <laughs> yeah, even not going as hardcore as they did, where you can like write you know names on it, and you can have weird color combinations, even if they just had like a rainbow of, of different colors available on, you know, Sony's website. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Another thing is, you know, this is just the black version too. Yeah. You know, uh, they've stuck with it throughout the entire generation. Xbox did have an iteration of the Xbox one controller throughout this generation. Um, and so, yeah, I guess it really has just stayed the same. They easily could have had one with a smaller light bar or something, but they really just committed to that controller for this entire generation. Well, actually as well. what's weird about that, uh, statistic 
PlayStation did change the design of that controller. What do you mean? Like a couple of years ago, they added the thing oh, where yeah. you could see the yeah, light yeah, yeah, through yeah. the touchpad. Oh, right. So, yeah, yeah, you could see it actually. And the grips are different. Yeah. You're so right. And they use a different material material for the grips. They absolutely had a second iteration. Yeah, so... I wonder if that counts as the same product. Because mm-hmm. it's still called it. the PS4 DualShock 4 Wireless Controller Black. Yeah. I bet it's the same dumb title for both of those yeah, controllers. absolutely. Thank you for correcting me. I totally forgot that there was an original version with weak little thumb pad plastic. <laughs> I wonder if that's the secret to, like, smashing sales charts is just don't change the name of the new version. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Well, because it is a complete uh, replacement. Right. Like, once those version, old ones remember. are sold, they're not going right. to have right. any more of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Okay. That makes a lot more sense now. It's now time for Love and Respect. Love and respect. Okay, we got we got time for one. Did you get an note at the end? What just happened? Yeah, I asked Rufus to like mix it up a little bit. Jazz it up, Rufus. Hey, can you jazz it up this week, Ruf? Improv. Let's go with the spiciest. I like some spicy language every once in a while. Um. Okay, here we go. Do television commercials for obscure video games? have any meaningful impact on sales. Case in point, I'm watching Monday Night Football, and I just saw a commercial for an Xbox One game called Ark something. I own an Xbox and listen to this podcast weekly, and I could not be bothered to even Google what that game is. These commercials can't be effective. If so, why do companies spend millions of dollars on a commercial like that? Am I missing something? Love and respect, Josh Sucks two two three. Great, <laughs> great name. So this is not Josh we're talking to. No, Josh um, sucks two two three. Uh, if they're talking about Ark Survival Evolved, that's probably yeah one yeah. of those yeah. games that is it's insanely like, popular. Yeah, it's like the mobile game commercials where you're like, who's playing this? And like lots and lots Roll the of tank people. style, dude. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and and they're just they want to cast the widest net possible. Like we, yeah. we we'll, we'll take players from anywhere, any age. Yeah. Well, who the might funny is something like this. the commercials kind of what Blood's talking about, like budget wise, like class wise, a uh, classiness. You know what I mean? Like it's just like it's a woman, it looks like a model wearing Tomb Raider shorts, uh, running around. She's got a dinosaur buddy, and then she summons another dinosaur buddy because an even bigger dinosaur mutant just shows up. Yeah. That's the whole commercial. Right. Uh, oh, that's Arc it. Extinction. That's... I think it's for the expansion. By oh, the way. Oh sure. But, but just World of Tanks is a great example because World of Tanks, we've got all the tanks. Ark Survival Evolved, hey, come capture dinosaurs. Like that's that's it. That's mm-hmm. all it needs is to have a bunch of dinosaurs and stuff in it. Yeah. And it doesn't have to run super well or anything. People are just in. Yeah. Yeah, you're right because that is the sell. I think about that sometimes. Blood is that like if Ark comes in and just like let's let us show you the mechanics. Let me show. Let us show you what it'll actually take to to summon a giant dinosaur creature. Uh, you're right. That's the wrong sell. Monday Night Football. Just you know, just have a woman, have a little TNA, have some dinos. <laughs> you're gonna make millions. Like I think that you know that commercial is probably the one that was optimized right mm-hmm. yeah. for money. And it's, it's coming yeah. out Switch soon. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it totally is. Arc is coming to Switch. Yeah. It's funny about game trailers because like in the early days when we were not doing a lot of content creation, we're just aggregating all that stuff. I had I had a TiVo 
and I would uh, just watch mm. a, like a bunch of stuff. I would watch football, or I would just have it record all of these like big sports shows, or even sometimes we would know in advance like a big TV spot's gonna hit, and. I would grab that and bring it into work the next day, like the actual machine, like in a backpack, and then just like pull, you know hook it up to and then upload that to the DV website. Cam, yeah, and, then and that's how game it. trailers worked. I mean, that's how the, we, we, that's how we grab TV spots. That's like, crazy. We grab yes. trailers from all over the place. People yeah. send us trailers, but specifically, like nobody would ever send us those TV spots. Yeah, and some of them were like different versions of trailers, like a cut down, or like they might be like one new shot or something. And a lot of them were completely different. And like a case in point, I remember like one of the oldest commercials I can remember is the mascot Smash Brothers, where they're all in a park. Just actually like Imagine hitting each other. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, mm-hmm. So you would get like a live action thing or something really fun and creative. And I can't remember who said it to me, but I remember like the day that somebody came up and they're like, Yeah, we we can't post those anymore because they're not for the internet. Like we, oh. we don't have the right to, they weren't given to us. That's interesting. These commercials are created just for television. They're a whole different thing. It was funny. So it's, it's interesting. So I just imagine like you have a marketing team that's really, really closely integrated with social media and they're answering questions from fans. And like they're, I imagine they're very close to the team. They're creating trailers that like, um, the the obviously development team is very close to like very documentary style trailers. We've which seen good arc trailers. You're see, yeah, yeah. Where you get like kind of behind the scenes on like uh or like Fortnite updates where it's yeah. just like here's new content stuff. Like you're never gonna see that kind of stuff on TV. Yeah, I almost imagine like they like create a document and then give that to just some advertising company and this yeah. completely different advertising company who has never played the game ever. Yeah. comes up with this whole brainchild of of a way to sell it to anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so I I think what you're seeing a lot of times on on, on the TV, like like you were saying, with these games are so easy to sell and have such a simple setup that um, they're trying to create a product that will appeal to anybody. You don't have to know what console this is on. You don't have to have been familiar with the franchise. You literally just see dinosaurs or you know Minecraft or Fortnite or whatever. Like, does Fortnite have TV commercials? Does it need it? You know, no, it <laughs> so doesn't. It doesn't because like you know they're doing Fortnite dances as celebrations. Of they touchdowns. definitely you know? have presence in Switch commercials. Hmm? Switch commercials have Fortnite in them right oh, now. Oh, true, true. You yeah. know, what? or uh, yeah, uh, nice. sports. I mean, we just did it right now with the NPDs. You know, we're just like and FIFA. We're like, okay, cool, next. You know, and like, yeah. And that's not because like we think the you know fans are bad or franchise is bad. We just have no reference on it. We just we do not play those games, and so like that's TV spots like are, are those games that like you might not have heard of but c- it can exist without shoving themselves in your face yeah <laughs> you know and it's it's interesting like kind of where we are at is we're chasing these big huge projects that are super exciting really pushing a lot of these genres forward and then you'll have fun stuff like overcooked or weird things pop up or beat saber that like we want to let people know about otherwise you're not going to know about it and then like in the middle or even sometimes just, you know, overshadowing all of that is Minecraft is, you know, these huge, huge games. Like World um, of Tanks. These online World games Tanks, that had just uh, had 10 million users and stuff like that that we're just not even aware of. Yeah. 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 Or, uh, or aware of but not aware of their marketing, not aware mm-hmm. of the, how they're changing the um, their, their, their speak, their like sales, sales speak. Yeah, I think I think it's you know I obviously you don't want your game to look cheesy and it is a cheesy cheesy commercial, but like let's say like Oprah Dean wants to do a Super Bowl commercial, you know they want to be on Monday Night Football, it's not gonna work. And so th- there are I think certain games that this thing is still appealing to, still works. The dumb commercial still appeals to a wide enough audience, as Bloodworth calls it. Yeah. You know what's really interesting, Ian, was uh, the missing. You were t- talking about that, and that game came out of nowhere, and yeah. like, you just kept talking about it, talking about it. And I was like, okay, okay. And I just recently had um, uh, we had a big shoot uh, planned this week that uh, uh, we rescheduled, and so I had like a whole day, and I was like, oh, and I'm like, 
you know, I'm, just gonna, I'm thinking I'm gonna buy a couple games. I'm gonna like crack open nice, the Jones. Switch library, and I ended up buying Pokemon. And uh, sorry, but I was missing. like going through. Yeah, but I'm like going through, and I saw the missing. And I was like, oh yeah, that's a game Ian was talking about. And I looked at the thumbnail, and I was like, boy, I'd skip that. I would go right past it. I oh, wouldn't yeah. think of anything of it. Based off the thumbnail, and I was absolutely. like, but I'm really curious what this game looks like because Ian was explaining it. Yeah. And I went through the screenshots, and I was like, oof, I would still skip this. And I like <laughs> read the description. And I was like, I would totally skip this. And like, Jones, it would, even I was gonna right? skip it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I. I saw someone on Twitter that I like talking about it, and they showed the first, uh, the first screen of the game. Just says like this game is built with the philosophy that no one is wrong for being who they are, or something like that. And someone I follow on Twitter tweeted that picture and just said like, "Thank you, the missing." And I was like, "Okay, what? Like that is incongruous with everything I saw in the Switch store." Because I did the same thing. I looked at it and I was like, <laughs> "I'm not playing this." It looks like a scary game, right? Yeah. Well, and it just looks kind of like cheap and like yeah. bad. And then I and then I looked into it and I was like, "Wait, Swery sixty five made this? Like what?" <laughs> and then and then I talked to Ben or something, and he was like, "Oh yeah, it's cool. You would love it." And that you know, so yeah, like the advertising for that game not good. It's like the show Patriot. But how do you watch? It. But how do you sell it? You know, like how do, right. how do you find the audience and communicate to them what they need to know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, fascinating. Fascinating. I love talking. I love obviously talking Ooh. about video game marketing, especially if you got a spicy opinion. It's now time for Or Wars. Where you been hiding out lately, honey? All you need to look in a whole lot of money. It's the next phase, new wave, dance Christ. Anyways, it's still rock and roll to me. Or Wars. Got too into the song. I forgot I had to interrupt it with Or Wars at some point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, stop the rock and roll is when you went too far. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, oh, I'm having a good time. <laughs> Billy, stop me. Billy, stop. But I, uh, dude, I must have heard that song five million times. There's no way I could get the chorus right. What do you, what do you mean? I the, the I can't even say them now. Repeat, you just said it. But Next like, phase, new wave, dance break. Anyway, it's just still rocking. It's such a good song. It's a great dude. song. I mean, yeah, Billy Joel is catchy, catchy guy. But uh, there's no, it never stuck in my brain the order of those words. Sure. Kudos. Um, who wants in? I want in. Okay. Brad, we're about to talk about um, Jump Stars. No, what's it called? Jump. Jump Force. Jump, Jump Force. Force. Yeah. Jump Force. Rurouni Kenshin. Or Piccolo, both announced this week. Ooh, Kyle, that's a tough choice. Yeah. I like Kenshin. Mm-hmm. I think he's sick. But I gotta go with my boy Piccolo, Kyle, because he's green. He's from Planet Namek. He knows Dragon Balls, dude. He absorbs Kami and he can stretch his arms. <laughs> and he's a true bro taking those hits for Gohan multiple times, baby. Every movie, dude, he shows up, looks badass. Every, loses, gets his ass kissed every time. But he never gives up. Oh, okay. Wow. Tough act to follow. Brad came to play. Who yeah. wants in next? <laughs> Yo, you say Piccolo? Yeah. I'll go. I'll go. Okay, Jones. Okay, okay Jones. Right. Nintendo suing owners of ROM sites for $12 million, <laughs> Or Take-Two forcing trusted reviews to donate a million do- pounds to charity for leaking a Red Dead story. Ooh. Ah, uh, leaking the Red Dead story. Why? Because I don't like leaks. I want, I want, I want any, anything we can <laughs> do to lessen the leaks. So you're on the side of Rockstar in this game? I didn't say I'm on the side of anybody. You're on the side of Take Two. You say, yeah, sue those people for doing a story for leaking that document. Nah, man, I'm on pure amusement right now. (laughs) I'm just amused by both of these stories, Uh and I'm more amused by that one. Okay. 
Uh-oh. I'm not saying it's good business practice. No. Yeah. I'm not saying, you know. Or Wars is tough. It's the, yeah. war, the word Wars isn't yeah. there for a reason. I love how the Lord of Spoiling Things hates leaks. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Who's, <in> <laughs> <next>? <laughs> Who's in next? Uh, I'm next. Okay. Uh, Wreckfest developer Bugbear or Goat Simulator developer Coffee Stain? Uh, THQ picked up both those studios this week. Hmm. This is a design for you, Blood. I am fair, I was very clear that that was, yeah. Um I think I want to go with Bugbear because yeah. I th- I think I feel they've got a longer track record. They have a, a very specific niche that they're into. Was Coffee Stain it like there's a goat simulator, but then I'm I'm not as familiar with what a bunch else of goat done. simulator expansions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I yeah I, I think um, there's more long term potential with what you could do with Bugbear. Great, Ian. Put me in, Kyle. Last one. Eating turkey with gross chunky gravy, or making a movie with Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to say eating turkey with gross, chunky gravy because it never beat its girlfriend. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Ian, great response, but I got to go with Brad, who just brought nonstop yeah, yeah. fire mm. this week. Yeah. Uh, Brad, you win Or Wars. Yay. Uh, <laughs> for now, I have to talk about patreon.com slash easy allies. Cool website to visit if you're interested in supporting the Easy Allies. If you listen or watch this podcast, of interest to you might be $5 patrons of Easy Allies. Get this podcast two days early. Uh, viewable, listenable on Wednesday as opposed to Friday. Uh, those people also submit to Love and Respect and Recruit Me. We must now see if Yippee survives. <laughs> I also totally missed that 2K story. That's the first time I ever heard of that. Oh, yeah, I'd heard of it. Wow. Chance. I gotta yeah, go read up and, on that. And you're like, yeah, dude, that website had it coming. Man. He's in his pure amusement. I, I, did I say that website <laughs> had it coming? <laughs> That's what I heard. That's, his, That's what the I words heard, that I picked. That's why you did not win Or Wars. Wow. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, as like a as a funny headline, that that one's way worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Anime so, characters versus news headlines I just heard about. Like, come on. <laughs> That's how Or Wars goes. You gotta go first, man. You gotta hop in first. That's right. Um, I would yeah. have gotten Piccolo if I'd gone first. Yeah. Oh. I do it, oh. I do it in my, order. I, I, I do it in order. My response yeah. would be horrible to that yes. as well. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think last week I got something that I'd like never heard of or something. I don't remember what it was. Oh, it was uh, Perfect Dark or Banjo-Kazooie oh, Yeah, I'd never played either. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just that's Perfect the nature Dark. of Orworks. I'm the king of spoiling things. Oh, I forgot to conclude it. <laughs> Where have you been hiding out lately, honey? <laughs> All you need a look, send a whole lot of money. It's the next phase, new wave, dance quest. Anyways, it's still rock and roll. Orwars! Do we do it at the end, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Figure out the rules. Both times. Yeah. <laughs> just want to sing that song. <laughs> also, no shade, Jones. No shade. No, I know. I'm just excited to talk about stuff, you know? Oh, so so Jones, that story was uh, basically they didn't want to sue. They, you know, they were just like, "Well, you got to give that million pounds to charity." You know what I mean? So we're like, "We're still good guys." It's like you're not quite good. No, guys. that's that's yeah. super creepy. Yeah, um, <laughs> creepy. Poor, like, imagine if somebody made us pay a, a million pounds to a charity, we'd be done. We would actually just 
disappear. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't have any money, <laughs> so uh, we. That's why we like don't send that's us stuff. We're, never go gonna, with, we're not going to leak a thing. Got to go with anime. <laughs> <laughs> Just stick with anime. Just stick with anime. Um. Oh, Yippee! We got to see if Yippee survived. I yeah. Know. Uh, so everybody gets a ten percent increase in November. So we have a thirty percent chance of Yippee what? surviving. Really? Yeah, I got to get generous. We had too many deaths in a row, Brad. It's a, t- and then, it's like, a rough world. Last two episodes, we have two new party members. Okay. So this is our first uh, enemy survival role in a while. So this is a 30% chance of survival. Okay. Here we go. This is not Please die. I want. Please die. We're going to see Yippee die, Yippee. And just to remember, like, this happened a long time ago. Yippee is the elf, the combat, Santa's best combat elf, who fled the North Pole, came to us as a refugee, and we said, no, Yippee. <laughs> Be fleeing. Beat it, Yippee. Be fleeing. All right. Yippee died. Yeah! Stay <laughs> dead, Yippee! Apparently they are very happy. <laughs> Woo! Now I don't worry about Yippee or Santa coming around. Oh, God. The tale of Yippee. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. He, like, freezing to death good. our door. Yippee, you know if we ever get back to Reindeer Academy, Yippee's in there yeah. for sure. Yippee's, Yippee's corpse. And that role, Yippee was dead. eviscerated. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's an insta kill. Yeah, that was an insta kill. Santa found him. Oh man, yeah. Santa found Yippee. Yippee's head is on our doorstep. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, uh, Brad. <laughs> You've yeah. won the right and responsibility to share your Twitter handle uh, oh, world. You get to promote cool. any Easy Eyes video you'd like to promote. You get the final word on anything you've disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just popped into your head. Okay. And you get to sign off with your trademark sign-off. Cool. Uh, you could follow me at BradleyEllis87. Uh, what's the next part? Oh, I want to promote the f- uh, episode 5 of Box Peak. It's the end of the season, correct? Yeah. yeah. Season one is over. It's awesome, dude. I had to ask uh, Kyle questions about lore. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get all my things in order going on. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Super hype. Future implications. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Final word. Final word? Yeah. Uh, development on Kingdom Hearts 3 is concluded. <laughs> it's a good day. <laughs> it happened. Yeah. Things are happening. Yeah. I'll clap, too. Yeah, yeah, you should clap. Yeah. It's a big game. Um, sign off. Hmm. Oh, dude, I gotta do my, honor my boy Piccolo, dude. Oh, <laughs> a new boy. Yeah. Special Beam Cannon! <laughs> what do you mean you let him out? Turned out to be a koala.